Welcome to episode 56 of the Chewy in Your Boot podcast. We're back again. We had a brief resurgence of our episode with Jed Buse, who we were very thankful to have on in late January, but then we had a bit longer of a break for Ben and I to get settled into uni. We're studying sports journalism and journalism and professional writing in Melbourne and Adelaide. We've had a bit of time to get settled into that, but now we should be back and expect to see some more consistent episodes in the near future. But enough about us and on to today's guest and a massive one in Joe Maju Ewan who is a rising star of South Australian cricket. He made his Shield debut in early March and has come along in leaps and bounds in the past two years playing second 11 cricket in Melbourne just two years ago to a Shield debut in less than two years. So it's an amazing story and it's a name that Australian cricket fans are going to be hearing a lot more of in the future, so let's get into it. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. South Australia had their awards night last night. Trav Head took home the top honour. How was that night? Were you there? And can you give us a bit of an insight into that? Um, yeah, so end of season awards, I wasn't there. Um, unfortunately, I've, I've headed home early um, just to see the family and stuff. Um, yeah, but from all reports, yeah, pretty good night. And um, both the, the Redbacks and, and the Scorpions were there. So, yeah, apparently it's a pretty good night. And Joe, obviously the Shield final's on at the moment. Have you been following that at all? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it looks a good game. Um Pretty low scoring at the start, but um, yeah, it looks pretty pretty flat now. So hopefully they'll they'll definitely get a result. I think, but yeah, it looks a, looks a pretty close game. We'll delve into your career a bit more now, Joe. Take us back to where it all started and how did you develop your passion for cricket? Yeah, of course. Um, so I started off at Port Ferry Cricket Club, so down in in southwest Victoria there. Um, so started there and made my way through juniors and, and, and senior there, senior level as well before um, moving to Melbourne when I was 17. Um, so, yeah, played all sort of junior country week and, and rep cricket there um, with, with Port Ferry and, and Western Waves and things and then um, gradually moved down to, to Melbourne. And your dad, Brian, obviously both Ben and I have had the pleasure of being coached by him. How big of an impact has he had on your cricket career? Yeah, huge. Um, coached me since I was, you know, before I even knew, you know, junior cricket, mile league cricket, all that sort of stuff. He's always been been there and been there to assist me. So um, through through really good days and, and a lot of bad days as well, bowling leg spin. So, um, no, he's been, been massive for my development. And you mentioned Port Ferry. What foundations did you develop? here in terms of your cricket career and aside from your dad who were some of the more influential people in your career early on yeah um so I think the big thing was um getting that taste for to, for rep cricket and and senior cricket as well um down in southwest Victoria so um opportunities to play with western waves and country week and um play senior cricket at a young age um was was really big for my development and, and foundations as you said um i think um in terms of people um aaron williams who who still plays at port ferry now he was massive when i was younger um as a young 
he was a pretty young captain himself. Um, John Pattinson as well, who's a, who used to do Western Waves, um, a spin bowling coach as well. So I did a lot of work with him. So they're they're two that really really stand out for my for my liking when I was going through the pathways and, and playing at Port Ferry. And you took a hat trick in under 15. Can you run us through that one, maybe <laughs> ball by ball, and what you what you were sort of thinking at the time? Under 15s. It's a good test of the memory. Um, I can't really remember. I think there might have been two hat tricks on that day. I think that was the that was the headline of that that innings. There was two there was two hat tricks in one innings. I think the other one was Dan Daniel Hare. I think from memory. Um, there might have been a. An LB, LBW maybe, but yeah, um, sure. what's that? Seven seven years ago. I can't really remember, to be honest. And you've alluded to your season with Western Waves. You played at all three age levels. What are your memories from those weeks? Um, I think the biggest thing was being away from the family and, and playing for, with people from, you know, all over the region. You've got um, a very big region there covering um, all of Southwest toward the border and um, towards the New South Wales border as well. It's, it's huge. So um, being away from the family, playing with mates, um, playing on some really good grounds, I think it was a taste for, for moving to Melbourne and playing against some, some good opposition as well. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you mentioned the move to Melbourne at the start of the 2014 season. Was this a school-related move as well or purely cricket? Um, it was it was purely cricket. Um, I think just to progress my cricket, I think I had to go to Melbourne um, and compete against some some guys that were from the city, and it's a, probably a higher standard there. There's obviously bigger population, so you've got to compete with more people. Um, but yeah, in terms of school, it was definitely um, wanted to choose a public school and, and and play cricket there, so I could still play. Um, senior cricket on a Saturday with, with Footscray where, where it started in Melbourne. Yeah. And you played second and thirds cricket during your three years in Melbourne. Did you feel as though a first debut was close? Um, there was there was loads of times where it felt um, a long way away, that's for sure. Um, I then I, I went on to Northgate and, and did the exact same thing, played a lot of twos and threes. Um yeah, it wasn't very consistent, so I'd be in between in between grades a lot. So I think, um, yeah, there was times where it felt quite a while away. Um, so I decided I decided to end up going to to England for a season, which I think was was massive for my um, consistency improvement. So uh, went to England and and loved it, and and came back a lot more um, consistent in my performance. I think. You mentioned Northcote. You moved there at the start of the 2017-18 season. What brought this about? Um, I think it was just a fresh start. As I said, I was um, I was sort of stuck between twos and threes cricket, and I thought, um, why not try something new? Um, the the first team at that time, Footscray, was incredibly strong. So I thought um, even the, their spinners were – were really strong and been there for a long time, so I thought, why not? Why not try something new? And um, it ended up ended up paying off in the end. And in the final round of the 2018-19 season, you were rewarded with your first debut. How pleasing was it to get that reward? Yeah, no, it was um, 
it was really satisfying. As I um, I said, spoke to my dad and the coaches in the lead up. It's just been um, a lot of years of, of playing lower grades and to, to finally get an opportunity was awesome. So it was um, the last game of the year against uni, Melbourne uni. Um, so yeah, good to get a win, good to play with um, Matt Short, people like that, Steve Taylor. So um, no, it was awesome. And you did take a five for on debut. Can you just talk us through that one and how, how good that was? Um, no, it was good. It was very satisfying. It was it was a hot day, really hot day. I think it was 36 maybe. Um, so I had a bit of an idea I'd be I'd be bowling a lot of overs. So um, when you know it's that hot, the quick bowlers probably don't want to bowl too many overs. So um, yeah, I got a got a couple of wickets early early session, I think in the first session. Um, and then yeah, was able to bowl for most of that second session, which which helped out a lot. Then you, the following season, you played your first full season of first, starring with 33 wickets for Norfolk. How much confidence did, did you take out of stepping up to the top level of Premier Cricket so seamlessly? Um, I went to England again for the second time, so I think that that built me with a, um, a lot of confidence. So um, I really get a lot of confidence out of just games. So I think... Um, there's only so much sort of learning you can do in the nets. I think games are very different. So um, for me to go to England um, and just keep playing, keep bowling, um, filled me with a lot of confidence that I'd, I'd done the work and I was I was ready for round one. Um, yeah, and just continued on. Yeah, no real no real break. So it was good. Message to remind you about our sponsor, Kremlin Clothing. You can use the code BEN and 10, all in caps, for 10% off all your clothing needs. So utilise that. And COVID obviously disrupted much of your pre-season and delayed the start to the Vic season. Was this a big factor in your um, behind your move to Port Adelaide Cricket Club in SA Premier Cricket? Yeah, yeah, definitely was. Um, so around July, August... Me and um, the Northcote manager, Zach Whelan, we um, had a bit of an idea about when, when the Melbourne season might start and um, we thought sort of thought four to six games delayed. So um, decided to, to go to Alice Springs and do quarantine there. So I was in, in Alice Springs for 14 days and um, went, into, went into SA for that. So, um, yeah, COVID-19 was, COVID was pretty much the only factor um, initially, yeah, to, to make the move. And it paid off. You took 45 wickets this season for Port Adelaide in all forms. And above all else, you got the chance to play a lot more cricket than you would have here in Victoria. So what was it about Port Adelaide that helped you fit in and be successful so quickly? Um, I think it was definitely opportunity. Um, Port Adelaide, um, last couple of years haven't been as strong. So um, coming into the group, I was able to, to bowl a lot of overs. Um, as I said before, um, with that uni game, just the opportunity to bowl and, um, you know, be a leader in, in the bowling attack, I think helps. Um, for me, it's, yeah, the more overs I bowl, the more opportunities I'm going to get. So, um, yeah, I think it really worked out well. I could, I could help out Port Adelaide and, and they could help out me as well. And having now played a full season of South Australian Premier Cricket, how do you compare Victorian Premier Cricket with it? 
Um, I think it's it's definitely a younger competition in Adelaide. I think um, talking to a few other players from from New South Wales and interstate, um, the average age would probably be a little bit younger, maybe like 23, 24, compared to Melbourne's a, a bit older. Um, grounds are a little bit smaller as well in Adelaide, I think. Um, and, yeah, I'd probably say the depth as well. Um, yeah, those are probably the three things that sort of stand out compared to compared to Melbourne cricket. And you made your second eleven debut for SA in early Jan. Did you have any indication that this was coming? Um, I knew there was going to be two two games of, of futures cricket um, for Adelaide uh, for SA. Sorry, um, whether I was I didn't think I was going to play the first one. To be honest, um, it was in in Tasmania where. You know, you normally see four quick bowlers. Um, so, yeah, to get that opportunity, was, it was um, a pleasant surprise. And, yeah, managed to do all right. So it was good. Yeah, and you mentioned that. You took 10 wickets in two matches, including six on debut. Must have been great feeling and a great confidence boost stepping up at a higher level. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, there's some really strong players. I think it's... Um, a standard where you've got guys who have played a lot of first-class cricket and you've got, you know, players like myself who are brand new and, um, yeah, it's a really strong standard. So um, to take some wickets was was awesome. And then moving on to that, the start of March, you obviously made your Shield debut against none other than New South Wales. Can you give us an insight into when and how you found out and the emotions that came with that? Yeah, of course. Um, so... Trained with the main group, which um, initially is a little bit weird. I was in the um, emerging group program, which is sort of before and after work because it's it's club cricketers who who work and train, you know, 6 a.m. or 4 p.m. normally. So to train with the main group um, was a little bit of a surprise. Um, so bowled with them, did a little bit of batting, and then um, at the end of my batting, the, the assistant coach, um, Sean Williams, pulled me aside and said, we're going to put you in the squad for the, the next Shield game, which was um, about five days away. Oh, sorry, three days away maybe. Um, but, yeah, big shock, really big surprise. Um, obviously, to come over and have that happen in first season was, yeah, I was, I was shocked and then just and just rang a few people and told them to not tell anyone just yet. So, yeah, no, it was awesome. And you took three wickets across two innings in the match, one being none other than Dave Warner. What were your overall feelings about your performance and what were the key differences between a Shield game and sort of cricket that you played before? Um, overall feelings, pretty good. I think I didn't have any expectations, that's for sure. Um, you know, I think in the second innings of a game, a spinner's supposed to take control and take wickets. Um, wasn't able to do that, but... Um, I think for first game, I didn't put any pressure on myself, um, that's for sure. But in terms of the standard, um, margin for error is tiny. I said to a lot of the coaches, like, if you bowl a bad ball, they they hit the fielder and then the next time it's just it's going to go in the gap. So um, the batters are awesome at gap hitting and um, putting you under pressure, which I expected. Um, yeah, I think... Concentration was probably a big one as well, you know, playing in a stadium. I've never done that before, um, you know, and then the build-up to the game as well. A lot of friends saying congrats and things like that. So there's a lot of um, 
there was a lot of distraction, I think, compared to a club game. So, yeah, there was, was some differences there for sure. You didn't bat in the match, but were you nervous about the prospect of facing the likes of Stark and Hazelwood? I definitely was. I got told in the build-up to go and buy an arm guard, so I did that. Um, they were also saying to grab a, um, what is it, a chest guard as well. So I need to buy one of them, but luckily I didn't bat, no. And also recently, another local from our area and former member of the podcast, Sam Kerber, made his debut both at one day and shield level. Can you give us an insight into him as a player and how he's gone about his cricket lately as well? Yeah, no, it's Sam's been been awesome. Obviously, having someone you know in Adelaide, I didn't didn't know any other people really in Adelaide. Um, but yeah, he works really hard at his game, and I think last year he he dominated, didn't he? he made five hundreds and didn't really get a reward, and um, it's pretty easy to to get angry about that or um, complacent, so to speak. But he just He's done it again and, and finally got rewarded. So, yeah, really happy for him. And you obviously played with um, players like Travis Head, who was your captain and has been tipped as a potential test captain in the future. After playing with him, do you sort of see this as well and see why people might think that? Yeah, of course. Um, I think he's very calming. Um, has that effect on all the players? He just makes sure we're not thinking too far ahead, really breaking down the game. Um, so, yeah, I think he definitely has some leadership skills there and, um, yeah, potentially captain in the future for sure for for Australia. Unfortunately for South Australian cricket at the moment, they couldn't get a win over the past year and there's been a bit of commentary on a bit of a shape-up potentially. Do you see that happening and how do you see them as a state? How do you see yourselves rectifying that? Yeah, there has. There's been a lot of commentary on it. Obviously, it hasn't been a great year um, for South Australian cricket. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a transitional phase. I think um, to have, you know, senior players like um, Kerry and, and Head and, and Lehman as well has been, been awesome. Um, but yeah, I think it's an opportunity for, for them to try some new players and, and um, see how they go for sure. And can you believe how quickly everything sort of moved along and happened for you, having only played one first game two years ago and now you're a Shield player? Yeah, um, I think during this season I didn't didn't try and look back too much. Um, I was just trying to roll with it and, and really enjoy it. But now, um, looking back, it's been, it's been a crazy season. Um, yeah, just plan to to come over for COVID reasons and, and play four games with Port Adelaide and to, to stay there and play Shield cricket. It's been awesome. And, yeah, I think it's a good time to reflect and with the family and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been good. And what does the future hold for you? Is this a permanent move now and you have playing aspirations in South Australia permanently? Yeah, I think so. Um, for the immediate future, I think that's probably my best best bet going forward in terms of opportunity. Um, I think I'm suited to, to four-day cricket more than white ball cricket, but um, I'd love to play, you know, all, all three formats of cricket. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, it's just about becoming more consistent and, and, and trying to play first-class cricket. And away from cricket, what sort of keeps you busy? Do you have any other hobbies 
away from the game? Yeah, um, I'm studying, so that's keep me pretty busy. Three, three con, three contact days with that. Um, but other than that, um, not too much really. Um, big on music, doing a bit of travelling and stuff, going to see some some sites around Adelaide as well, and um, and keep busy in between between playing. And what is the end goal? The obviously obvious answer would be a baggy green, but in the immediate future, do you see yourself as trying to obtain a South Australian contract or what is it for you? Yeah, I'd obviously love to do it full time. I think that's an immediate goal for sure. So um, getting into pre-season soon and um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. That'll be decided in the next couple of months. And um, if not, try and take um, some more wickets with Port Adelaide and, and see where that goes. But yeah, that's obviously the goal. I'd love to be a consistent first class cricketer for sure. Well, Joe, that's all we've got for you. We can't thank you enough for your time and I'm sure your name's one Australian cricket fans will be hearing a lot more of in the future. So good luck with it and thank you. Thanks, boys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That wraps us up for episode 56. Thanks very much for listening and stay tuned for some more episodes in the future. Mm-hmm.